to be held by another soul is something I am yet to experience. What I do know is what it feels like to be held from every corner by the things that hands cannot touch, to be seen with eyes that need no vision, heard with keen ears, every echo in the silence, every footprint in the sand, to be swamped in a soul never to be separated from mine, to hold myself by my own self without hesitation, with utmost surrender. What I do know Hello and welcome again to the trailer with AB. It's been a long time since we talked on this podcast, since we hopped on this ride, and today we'd have we'd be having a new segment for interviews with poetry and I call this the unfiltered poetry with AB and we would be discussing with an amazing poet who has made a name for herself through her poetry, through writing about heartbreak, about love, about romance. Um, and it is nobody else but the Moonchild, aka MYZ, aka Mariam Yusuf Zubay. And come with me, hop on this ride as we discuss poetry, sadness, and heartbreaks. Thank you. Hi, Mariam. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, so, we would like to start to know who is Mariam, apart from poetry, literature, and art. Um, what are you? If you take away the literature, poetry, and art, Mariam is a lover of the Dean, family, nature, especially the moon, ice cream, and an aspiring optimist. Aspiring optimist. I'll come back to that. But then, um, so, um, oh, family, all of that. It's, that's very good. Um, so, what does poetry sell for you? Um, many people who know you might have known you through your poetry. Um, it's one thing that um, you find very personal for yourself. So, what does poetry sell for you? Poetry is almost everything to me. It's the one place I get to hide in plain sight. It's generally an expressive platform, but for me, it's where I purge. It's where I lay out my heart with no judgment. It's where I express myself the way I want to, the way I feel I'm supposed to, without any barriers or any fear of judgment. Okay, that's very good. Um, um, for most of us, poetry is what we use for expression. It's just like um, like a new, like a like a channel, like a pathway. It's it's so it's so many things for most of us. Um, so since you said this is your mode of expression, it's what you use for most of talking expression. Can you say a person can attempt to know you through your poetry? Yes, definitely. But you would have to know who I am. You'd have to know what I write about. If I write, if what I write is purely fiction, or if what I write is from experience. But if one doesn't know me from my poems, there are definitely bits and parts of me in my poems because it's always mostly from experience. But the tricky part, the thing I like about most about poetry is that if you don't know me, for example, now if you hadn't asked me about why I write and why I write the things I write, you wouldn't know that I, I was writing to purge or I was writing out of experience. So it's just like you read a poem and you like it, but you don't know if it's part, if it's from experience or if it's purely fiction. So you get to hide in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. That's interesting. Um, in general, retrospective, what relationship can you say exists between poetry and heartbreak? Um, asking this question because we could see heartbreak painted 
clearly in most of your poetry and what would you say that's a relationship between poetry and heartbreak generally Definitely there is a relationship between poetry and heartbreak. I feel it's almost impossible to <laughs> I feel it's almost impossible to separate the two especially for me as a poet because poetry is like the bump to a broken heart. Sometimes it does the breaking but most times it's the soothing bump to any broken heart. Sometimes it does the breaking. Can you um expatiate on, on that particular sentence. I would love to know how poetry breaks hearts because um, many people have this um, stand that poetry is supposed to make hearts to join two people to create a bridge. How do you think poetry breaks hearts? You know how whatever has advantage has a disadvantage so it's similar to poetry just like it mends heart it also breaks heart because for me as a lover of a sad as a lover of sad poems i i don't hate it but i prefer to read i would rather read 10 sad poems that have no hope of happy endings before i read a poem that has an happy a happy ending i i feel i relate more to it in a way No yeah I relate more to it and a lot of people relate more to that and one thing that I like my poetry to stand out for it's its relatability <laughs> Yeah that's one thing even not even just poetry any other thing as long as it has to do with writing I would want my audience to first and foremost before anything be able to relate to the poem if it breaks them they would still remember me if it mends them they would remember me so yeah Yeah, so you mentioned um, how um, poetry and sadness kind of come into perspective. So now I noticed from discussions with people, most especially with our peers, um, people have have this longing for sad poems. People, not sad, just poetry, people have a longing for sad literature generally. It, um, with with li- growing up, we've watched a lot of fairy tales, the Cinderellas, the Snow White, the happily ever afters. But now we are we are in an era where there's this um, new way of talking, new way of literature where people are actually coming out to talk about sadness, how they feel, how uh, love makes them feel, how life makes them feel, how depression looks like. It's all boils down to this sad poetry, sad literature we are putting out there. So do you believe that um, sad poems have a kind of better resonation with audience? Do you really believe that? Yes, I actually do most definitely because going back to my earlier point relatability. It's the first thing anyone looks out for in when when you're reading or when you're talking to someone. It's there's something that's profound about sadness because we're a sad generation. Every single one of us has something we're battling, something we don't know how to maneuver our way through, something sometimes we feel like we're not heard, sometimes we feel like everything just isn't going our way. And having having been able to write sad poems even if i'm not aware of anyone who has who is able to relate to it but knowing that i am a reader of sad poems so reading sad poems and feeling like someone out there actually knows what i'm going through even if that person is not here but that poem is like it's like a hug like okay i'm here for you you're not the first person feeling this and someone else has felt it and he has gone through it and passed it and it's like a hope in a way to a sad generation in its entirety 
So um, it's just like when someone is lost, or maybe in how people say it can reach ya, you could hold on to anything. So it's yeah, it's more like when you're facing the heartbreak, it's that poem that you could hold on to as a rope, as a, as a hope, as all of that. Well, that's a very good angle to look at it. So what's your favorite poem of yours? I know you've written a number of poems and a lot of them. So which one would you say is a favorite of yours? Yes. <laughs> I it, it's difficult to bring out a favorite poem of mine honestly because Okay. Well, some you could just say if once okay, now that I've asked you that question there's a poem definitely that might have come to your head. Um it's I don't know. I don't even know if it's my favorite poem, but I feel like at this point in so my the life, that it popped in your head. Right? Yeah, means there's something. There's about something it. about it, yeah. But it's an untitled poem. I don't know if you want me to recite. Okay, go on, it now. go on, by all means. Okay, it goes like this: To be held by another soul is something I am yet to experience. What I do know is what it feels like to be held from every corner by the things that hands cannot touch, to be seen with eyes that need no vision, heard with keen ears, every echo in the silence, every footprint in the sand, to be swamped in a soul never to be separated from mine, to hold myself by my own self without hesitation, with utmost surrender. What I do know is what it feels like to hold my skin no matter how many times it slips away. To write poems of love that exist even if no one knows of but me. That's the end. Okay, that was magical. I see why you actually relate to the poem. But I'll just let the listener decide for its for himself why you would why you would think this is a favorite poem of even though you've mentioned that you don't really you're not really sure whether it's your favorite or not. So lastly, last question. Is there any, but this is not the last question, but then this is the last question technically. Is there any upcoming project you have or you are working on? Is there any project you tell the audiences to know? Because um, I think if you have people who listen to you or read your poems, they are basically looking out to the new ones that will be coming. So is there any upcoming project you are working on? Um, yes, but it's not, uh, it's not specifically a poem. It's titled Letters to December and it's it's letters I wrote to December because as we're in December now, we just got in December, so it's letters about how my year went through a journey of a girl traveling through depression and how she was able to overcome it through spiritually, through her dean and knowing that there are other things worth fighting for even if everything feels like powder like dust in her mouth even if everything crumbles to the ground so it's letters to december is it's it comprises of six letters entirely and it talks about the agonizing and unfathomable pain of depression and how it is very 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 difficult to come over and also it teaches us to find beauty in the little things life offers us to help us appreciate things more, the things we take for granted, appreciate it more because for someone it's what makes them whole. It's the it's the only thread they hold on to to stop them from letting everything go to dust. So yeah. Um so um if anybody anybody who reads your poetry and follows it will understand that you've gone from this transition from written poetry to spoken word poetry. 
and well so far from the performances I've seen of yours you've been really enjoying this transition what would you say um, struck, struck or ignited this transition from poetry written to poetry performed one platform button poetry okay. on YouTube it's I don't know. <laughs> Most times when I go there and I watch videos of all these poets and they do their thing, it's very, very captivating. It's like, I'm not part of the audience. I watch them on my phone, but even me, miles away, I am captivated by what they do. And I feel like this is so good. It's so, like, you can do so much with this. You can, you can even give a person a hug through that. And also, spoken poetry has more flexibility than a normal uh, structured poem because you need your economy of words, especially when it comes to economy of words. But with spoken poetry, you can even tell a story. As long as you do it the right way, you make sure your audience don't get bored. And yeah, I think that's, that's basically what ignited the transition to spoken poetry. So um, lastly, what would you say should be the new thing you would want to experiment with poetry, generally? Um, is there anything you want to experiment with poetry? Yes, there is. There are a lot, but recently the one I would want to experience is Arabic poetry. There is something that is... It's not even a subtle profoundment, it's it's a screaming profanity. Like when you listen to all these Arabic poets, Mahmoud Darwish, Nizar Kabani, I don't know, they're poems. You know Arabic is a very sophisticated language. It's very tricky and if you don't know the basics and the ins and outs of the language, it's difficult. But even as I am, I don't have thorough understanding of Arabic, but from the basic things I understand, it's amazing the way they twist the words, the specificity of their words too, because you can have, for a car for example, can have like 10 different names depending on the context, so it gives you that, it gives you that inclination towards what they're talking about and it creates a more vivid image for the poem, so yeah, I would want to explore Arabic poetry. Thank you very much for coming on Train Ride with AB. It was really nice talking poetry with you. And we are hoping that we're going to have um, the letters to December whenever they get ready to be on the, postca- put the podcast. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. It's Moonchild, and I just got off Train Ride with AB. And we had an amazing time. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MYZ, E-M-W-H-Y-Z, double E. Bye. It's been so nice having you listen to my podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope that you get to follow us on our social media page on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you could just search at Trainride with AB and we'll be right there. We'll be posting updates of our events, our podcasts and everything else you need to know about the Trainride. Thank you for having this ride and have a good night and have a good day and have a good morning whatever time you're listening to this. Au revoir.